Chapter 14 The Effects of Fullness Among the effects and benefits that accompany and flow from being filled with the Holy Spirit in this life, we see the following qualities emerge. Courage Oh, I could not do that. I don't have the courage, is a reply frequently made by Christian people when asked to undertake some type of service or other for the Master. The first point to be settled is, is that the Master's will for me? If so, lack of courage is a confession to the lack of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit-filled man knows the fear of God and knows no other fear. Let's look at Peter's example. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them. Acts 2.14 There is no fear of servant maids now like he had in the courtyard. But can this be the man who cowered when a servant girl came to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean? Matthew 26.69 Can this be the man who began to curse and swear, I do not know the man? Verse 74 the very same, and yet not the same, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit has changed Peter the cowardly-hearted into Peter the lion-hearted, so that he can stand before that surging multitude, their hands dyed crimson in his master's blood, and without a tremor he can charge them with the awful crime, You nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men, and put him to death. Acts 2.23 now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John, and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed, and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Acts 4.13 And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Acts 4.31 Acts 5.20 says, Go! stand and speak to the people in the temple, the whole message of this life. They were taken out of prison and ordered to go and do again the very thing for which they had been imprisoned. But they were spirit-filled men, and so we read in the next verse, they entered into the temple. A few verses later we read, But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. Acts 5.29 They were beaten. Verse 40 but their response to the persecution was, So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. And every day in the temple, and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Acts 5, 41-42 Paul said, For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 21, 13 the apostles were courage-filled because they were Spirit-filled. The Fruit of the Spirit The fruit of the Spirit will be manifest in the life of someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit. This includes love, joy, peace, etc. Galatians 5.22-23 How can one's life be filled with the fruit of the Spirit unless one's heart is first filled with the Spirit Himself? In the primitive church, the men and women were filled with the Holy Spirit. That was the rule. Now, sadly, it has come to be the exception. But as a consequence, we see how, in the primitive church, their lives were enriched by the fruit of the Spirit. Love. Scripture. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, 
and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them. Acts 4.32 This may be poor political economy, but it's good spiritual economy. A simple Bible illustration of the Bible instruction. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Matthew 6.20 If brotherly love was spread around today, how soon the present trouble would disappear. As the best available commentary on this heavenly word, love, study all of 1 Corinthians 13 on your knees. Joy. Scripture. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God. Acts 2, 46-47. Every meal was a sacrament. The same cause would produce the same result today. Scripture. So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. Acts 5.41 When some of us would have been bemoaning ourselves and complaining about the hardness of our situation. When the Jews and the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas shook off the dust of their feet and the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13, 50-52 In prison, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. Acts 16, 25 The heavier the tribulation, the more their joy seemed to overflow. Paul wrote, I am overflowing with joy in all our affliction. 2 Corinthians 7, 4 And of course, the heavier the tribulation, the more joy they needed to sustain them. Scripture, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 Peace When Stephen appeared before the council on false charges, the council saw his face like the face of an angel. Acts 6.15 Later, when they stoned at Stephen, he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then, falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. Acts 7, 59-60 Paul wrote, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9 Thus we might go through the heavenly list long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and see how richly the fruit flourished in the lives of those in Bible times who were spirit-filled. Before moving forward, let's notice where it is that joy grows. It grows between love and peace. It is, as someone has well called it, a sheltered fruit. If love withers, joy is exposed on that side, and it too will fade. If peace is interfered with, even though love is vigorous, joy is exposed on that side now, and it will fade away and die. The only way to preserve joy in vigorous growth is to see that its sheltering fruits, love and peace, are kept free from blight and remain vigorous too. In his letter to the Ephesian church, to whom he addressed the command, Be filled with the Spirit, Paul points out very clearly what the results of the fullness will be. One. A singing heart, Ephesians 5.19. This is what would bring us and our lives up to concert pitch. We would not go flat anymore. 
this would drive away the leaden dullness. 2. A thankful heart. Verse 20. Such a heart would not find fault with Christ's government, will find no cause for stumbling in Jesus. Verse John 2.10, and will not be offended at him. Matthew 11.6, no matter how he may test and try it. Blessed is he that has such a heart in his chest. 3. A submissive heart. Verse 21. With humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Philippians 2, 3. The things that were once impossible will be possible. 4. Spirit-filled wives will be in submission to their own husbands. Ephesians 5, 22. 5. Spirit-filled husbands will love their wives as Christ loved the church. Verse 25. 6. Spirit-filled children will obey their parents. Ephesians 6, 1. 7. Spirit-filled fathers will not provoke their children to wrath. Verse 4. 8. Spirit-filled servants, bond-slaves, will be obedient to their masters. Verse 5. 9. Spirit-filled masters will treat their servants as they, the masters, would wish to be treated by their master. Verse 9. Wouldn't results 8 and 9 be the best possible solution of the constantly recurring labor and capital difficulty, and render a labor war impossible because it would be unnecessary? 10. Spirit-filled men will be strong in the Lord, spiritual giants and not sickly, hunchbacked spiritual dwarfs. Verse 10. 11. Spirit-filled men will be warriors, clad in the whole armor of God. If not spirit-filled, they could not carry it. Verse 11. 12. Spirit-filled soldiers will not war against flesh and blood. Internal foes will have all been subdued, the civil war having ceased. Their enemies would now be external, and they would be free to concentrate all their attention and God-inspired energies on them. Their enemies are first in the world, principalities and world rulers, and second in the heavenlies, powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness. Verse 12. And 13. Spirit-filled men will be always praying in the Spirit. Verse 18. In order to have this vigilance, watching is also needed. Such are some of the results on the positive side of being filled with the Spirit. The effects on the negative side are manifest in Galatians 5, 16-17. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you, walking by the Spirit, may not do the things that you please, if you are walking by the flesh. See Galatians 5, 19-21 for the list of examples of walking in the flesh. Reaching the Masses Another effect of a Spirit-baptized church would be that the masses would be reached. See how the early church, which was a Spirit-baptized church, and persistently kept that truth in the foreground, reached the masses, and what blessed results they saw. They were not amused or entertained, but they were converted, saved, and turned to the Lord. Scripture, And that day there were added about three thousand souls. Acts 2.41 The number of the men came to be about five thousand. Acts 4.4 And all the more believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women, were constantly added to their number. Acts 5.14
The number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. Acts 6, 7. The crowds in Samaria, with one accord, were giving attention to what was said by Philip. Acts 8, 6. And all who lived at Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Acts 9, 35. It became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Acts 9, 42. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. Acts 10, 44. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. Acts 11, 21. The next Sabbath nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. Acts 13, 44. And spoke in such a manner that a large number of people believed, both of Jews and of Greeks. Acts 14, 1. After they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples. Acts 14, 21. So the churches were increasing in number daily. Acts 16, 5. These men who have upset the world have come here also. Acts 17, 6. Crispus believed in the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, when they heard, were believing and being baptized. Acts 18, 8. Many also of those who had believed kept coming. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. Acts 19, 18, 20. We often hear of discussions on the lapsed masses. Why have the masses of the people lapsed from the churches? Perhaps the more correct way of putting it would be, why have the churches lapsed from the masses? The answer is not hard to find, because they've lost the driving power that alone could keep them abreast of the masses, even the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The conditions were just as unfavorable in the first century as in the nineteenth century, and yet we read, so the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. It is positively painful to see the substitutes that people try today for the power of the Holy Spirit. They are all miserable substitutes. One church tries this plan, another that, and not one of them has found a new plan that is a permanent success. They are floundering, struggling, and some of them are foundering, failing, and no wonder. It will be no loss to the kingdom of God if churches that ignore the Holy Spirit should founder. Let's get back to Pentecostal methods. The trouble is that the churches have lost their way to that upper room. Let a church find her way back there and obtain her Pentecost. Let those in the pulpit and pews be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and the people will come running in. That church will not need to cater using amusements as a bait to catch the masses, but the people will come crowding into her pews climbing into them as Zacchaeus climbed into the branches of that sycamore tree when he wanted to see the Lord. For the people still want to see Jesus, and they have heard that he is to pass through that way. Luke 19, 4. We cannot improve on Pentecost's methods for reaching the masses. Persecution. Yet another effect of the fullness of the Spirit must be mentioned. Persecution. Scripture. Others were mocking and saying they are full of sweet wine. Acts 2.13. They laid hands on them and put them in jail. Acts 4.3. Let us warn them. Acts 4.17. They laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. Acts 5.18. They were cut to the quick and intended to kill them. 
Acts 5.33. After calling the apostles in, they flogged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Acts 5.40. And dragged him away and brought him before the council. Acts 6.12. They went on stoning Stephen. Acts 7.59. And on that day a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. Acts 8.1. Dragging off men and women, he, Saul, would put them in prison. Acts 8.3. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Acts 9.1. The Jews plotted together to do away with him. Acts 9.23. They were attempting to put him to death. Acts 9.29. Had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. Acts 12. 2. He put him, Peter, in prison. Acts 12, 4. Instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas. Acts 13, 50. Embittered them against the brethren. Acts 14, 2. To mistreat and to stone them. Acts 14, 5. They stoned Paul. Acts 14, 19. Proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods, Paul and Silas. Acts 16.22. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, and fastened their feet in the stocks. Acts 16.23-24. Formed a mob and set the city in an uproar and attacking the house of Jason. Acts 17.5. Agitating and stirring up the crowds. Acts 17.13. They resisted and blasphemed. Acts 18.6. The Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him before the judgment seat. Acts 18.12. Speaking evil of the way before the people, took away the disciples reasoning daily. Acts 19.9. No small disturbance concerning the way. Acts 19.23. Filled with rage. Acts 19.28. A plot was formed against him by the Jews. Acts 20. 3. In this way the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Acts 21.11. And laid hands on him. Acts 21.27. Paul was never free after this. While they were seeking to kill him. Acts 21.31. Beating Paul, bound with two chains, into the barracks. Acts 21.32-34. He should not be allowed to live. Acts twenty two twenty two. The Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. Acts twenty three twelve. They proceeded to deliver Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion. Acts twenty seven one. From now on, let no one cause trouble for me, for I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. Galatians 6.17. All of this makes lively reading in this peaceful, easy-going day of ours, and yet the world has changed its attitude or feeling toward God and the things of God. But a most palpable change has taken place somewhere. The change is unfortunately in us, in the people of God, a change that is not for the better. We have lost that which brought these men into direct collision with the world and with its ways even the fullness of the Spirit. Let someone in our day 
Just seek and obtain the blessing that made these men mighty for God, and they will soon find that the world has not changed, and that the Pharisees have not changed either. The fullness of the Holy Spirit makes someone the uncompromising friend of God, and that certainly involves the hostility of the world. Scripture Because of this, the world hates you. John 15 19. It is wise for those who seek the fullness of the Spirit to remember these facts and to count the cost, for the persecution may come from the most unlikely, least looked for places. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Scripture In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. John 16 33.